Welcome to another podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. My name is Raj Basord and I'm a consultant psychiatrist based at the Bethlehem Royal and Maudsley Hospitals in South London. Today we're talking to Professor Hamid Gods, who is a professor of psychiatry specialising in addictions based at St George's Hospital in London. He has written a very interesting editorial, the title of which is Uppers Keep Going Up, in the October issue of the British Journal of Psychiatry. Professor Godsey, this is an uh, editorial which is looking at um, the widespread abuse of ephetamine-like drugs. Why is this editorial been written at this particular moment? It felt from the paper as though this is a crucial moment in the history of this area of drug abuse. Well, because the prevalence of the amphetamine abuse is the second uh, to the cannabis, and about 25 million people around the world, they have used one or another type of amphetamine at least once in the last 12 months. And therefore, it is very interesting to not to look at only the size of the problem and the nature of the problem, but also historical perspective of the central nervous stimulant, amphetamine type stimulant, over the last 70 years. When you talk about amphetamines and amphetamine-like drugs, could you say a bit more about what specific drugs you're referring to? Well, basically, the amphetamines themselves, which they are including the metamphetamine, which is uh, incidentally out of the figure which I mentioned, 15 to 16 million out of that 25 million, they have abused metamphetamine. But in the class of the amphetamine type of stimulants, uh, also is included ecstasy and uh, different types of the amphetamines, which basically there are those which they have the central nervous stimulant and does not include the cocaine, which is also another central nervous stimulant substance. In the paper, you talk about some very worrying figures about uh, prevalence rates around the world. It looks as though, from an initial sense, that actually it's most parts of the world that this seems to be a problem. Give us a sense of what the regional variations might be. Oh, indeed. If we look at the amphetamines as a group of all of the drugs which I mentioned, the largest prevalence rate it is in Asia and Southeast Asia and uh, then perhaps it is followed by the North America, and to relatively lesser extent in Europe. And I can give you some of the figures relevant to what is happening in the context of the prevalence in different countries. We had some from the United Nations uh, report of the countries to the UN that in... uh, ATS by countries in the Oceania, for example, it is about just under 3%, 2.9%, and in America, 1.3%, and uh, in West and Central Europe, just under 1%, uh, to be precise, 0.7%. And of course, in, the, in Europe itself, the UK leads more than any other country, followed by Denmark and Estonia. Why is it 
th this particular problem seems to be reaching a kind of peak at this moment. There's some interesting theories explored in your paper as to why amphetamine and amphetamine-like drugs, uh, as, as drugs of abuse, um, the, the, the issue seems to be skyrocketing in terms of rates of use at the moment. I think basically the paper tried to concentrate mostly on the <clears throat> issues related to the prescription of the central nervous stimulants rather than the illicit one, although there are some references to the illicit market also. And uh, generally speaking, the amphetamine type stimulants picked a few years ago in the late 1990s and has, in fact, in most of the continents, apart from some exceptions, they have been stabilized or just uh, uh, to some extent has been a reduction in the rate of the prevalence. But the worrying issue is the question that the amphetamine type stimulants, which were prescribed and bypassed any regulation during the 60s and 70s, and that has become, again, one of the major worrying because of the number of the issues, of course. It is a stimulant used as an anorectics and in the weight obesity preoccupied societies, and therefore diversion from the licit to the illicit sources, which has been quite worrying. And of course, this is a very much reminiscent of what was happening two, three decades ago. The other fascinating point you make in the paper is you raise a concern over ADHD and the drugs being used for the treatment of ADHD, and you, raise, you flag that up as a, a possible uh, factor adding to the uh, increased abuse of these kinds of drugs. Indeed, I was uh, perhaps the very first person which I alerted the governments uh, around the world because of my position in the United Nations in the early 1990s, when we noticed that the production, the legal production and the consumption of methylphenidate increased by three, 400% in two years. And then the question was that why this is happening in the United States, which at that time was producing legally 90% of the world production. And subsequently, I did a formal visit to the United States and visiting the government officials, and I discovered that actually they have been uh, using for the attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And the situation remains worryingly the same, but not only the U.S., but has uh, the uh, use of the methylphenidate has increased also in many of the European countries and Asian countries. For example, in the United Kingdom over the last few years has increased by nearly five to 600% in Spain, in many of the European countries. Still the major uh, uh, consumption this, or we are talking all about the legal uh, production. It is in the United States. And uh, uh, now, of course, it appears the diversion from the licit source to the illicit market. And that is quite worrying. Uh, is, of course, there is a bit of the uh, overdiagnosis of the ADHD. What happens in the diagnosis of the conditions and the response to it in uh, developed uh, countries, 
sooner or later it has the effects in the uh, less fortunate and developing countries. Exactly this picture over the last 15 years is indicative of that. What would you say are the main implications for psychiatrists in your paper? One gets a sense in reading it that you feel this is really a neglected issue and an issue that you're very worried about. Indeed, I think the question of the history of the amphetamine type of stimulants over the last 70 years demonstrates remarkably a cyclical and to some extent repetitive pattern. And uh, the importance of the medical profession to be cognizant of the uh, problems associated with the side effects of these drugs, which one of the side effects of one of the many, it is the addiction and dependence. And psychiatrists, they have a particular role in the public education, in education of patients, and more importantly, in education of the healthcare professionals to have responsibility towards the rational prescribing of these very effective drugs. It sounds like the combination of a weight-preoccupied society which might look for an easy fix in these kinds of drugs which can significantly produce weight loss, uh, apparently relatively easily, and also this rising concern over the possible um, medicalization of of bad behavior of children into things like ADHD. Um, These societal trends, it sounds like from your paper, you think are pushing us in a direction which could could make amphetamine-like drugs a a really rather serious hazard uh, for the future of of Western society and and societies all around the world, in fact. I couldn't agree with uh, you more than what you summed it up. Indeed, because of the tremendous uh, concentration on very worrying public health issues of the weight and obesity, and particularly in richer countries. And also the question which you again, you articulated uh, elegantly, the question of appropriate diagnosis of the attention deficit hyperactivity disorder rather than a response to the naughty children or the bad behavior children because of the variety of other social environmental, behavioral issues, it is very important that we as doctors be quite, you know, cognizant to these facts and trying to be preventive in our response so that we do not add one more element, which is a dependence and addiction and indeed morbidity and mortality related to the substance abuse. Professor Hamid Godzi, thank you very much indeed. Thank you.